You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. Good morning. We are so glad that you're here. So glad you're online joining us. Uh, just a quick note, uh, on June the 20th, uh, to fulfill our governmental duties with our charity, you're invited to come to um, attend a meeting at 7 o'clock. That's a Monday evening. Just there will be, uh, we have a full audit every year or notice to reader on odd years. And this year, uh, that will be the same. And you can, uh, just to see the church finances, we'd appreciate uh, that if you'd like to come. We'll be doing a series on digging out wells, and two weeks ago we did, the, you were talking about it a minute ago with finances, the well of provision, and I just want to say already it is obvious uh, that many of you have just listened to the Lord and stepped into that, and I just want to say how grateful we are, the faithfulness of God and your faithfulness of responding so quickly uh, to that word uh, that we did on the wells of provision. Today, really, I think wells of relationship. And there's nothing more important. God's in relationship. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit and modeled for us uh, that we can be in relationship with one another. And so we brought to to Harvest today, um, and they're so willing to be a part of our service today, Bob and Audrey Messner that you introduced a second ago. (laughs) You were supposed to introduce them. But you did a way better job than I do. Sorry, I stole your thunder. (laughs) Honestly, this couple has a deep and rich word in this whole, in this whole, (laughs) you're off script again. It's kind of prophetic of your life. Off script. No, if you know Christina, she's a free spirit. She loves to live off script. (laughs) That's a God thing. It's a good thing. Bob and Audrey Messner are here, and they are absolutely anointed, as you're yeah, going to see, to speak into this topic that we all can grow in. Why? Because God wants us to have, he designed us to have amazing relationships. Why don't you call? Would you stand this morning? Let's honor Bob. and Come on up, guys. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good morning. Have a seat. We're so, so pumped because this is our divine. Oh, yeah, this is my side. Um, You are not in church today by accident. You guys got out of bed. You did it. You are here, and I believe that God really wants to speak to your heart. Mm -hmm. We really believe in the Holy Spirit speaking, and we are so grateful that you you are such a Jesus Holy Spirit church. You know, when you travel around... And you get to a place like this, a family like this, it's a real treat. Yes, it is. To just follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. Looking forward to your kids' camp this summer. Monumental. All of that was Arizona, I'm telling you. Saguaro cactus and everything. You just took a picture of our front yard. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So I guess the kids are all coming to our house. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, not. Uh, we, 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 we drove in uh, this morning 
from Ottawa. Yes. And uh, I just love the countryside because it is so green and so mm -hmm. lush and so beautiful. And uh, I do. Audrey and I, we've been married 38 years. Yes. And uh, thank you. And uh, we lived 18 years uh, in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And yeah, you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so we, we've been in Arizona about 20 years now, and we're still thawing out. Yeah. I mean, it is that cold. But all I'm saying is that it's so wonderful because of uh, the, the, the COVID season that we're all done with. How, how many are done with it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Done with it. But now we're able to cross borders and this visit. This is our first time back. And be able to see people yeah. face to face without a Zoom meeting. Yes. Thank you, How many Jesus. want another Zoom meeting? Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. Anyway, I got to get off this topic real quick. Okay. But all I'm saying is that to be with friends yeah. and to be with the family of God, there's nothing better. Yeah. And when the Apostle Paul says, you know, forsake not the gathering together of the saints, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, being together and, and being creating the atmosphere of being one with another, actually rubbing shoulders it really does something. And so I do want to speak to your heart in this, and I want you to hear it deep. And it's simply this, you belong. You know, you belong. I don't want you to give it another thought, you know, whether, you know, should I come, should I? No, no, you need to. And because others need you. So it's not only just what you'll receive, but I want you to know that you bring a gift and you bring a presence and an expression of the very nature and character of God. Mm -hmm. So relationships are essential and they're awesome. And we are designed. Everyone say design. Design. We're designed perfectly to have healthy, right relationships. Mm -hmm. And so this weekend, we're just going to kind of put an emphasis there because we all experience pain in relationships. Yeah. Okay, we've all been disappointed, but it's within relationships that we heal. Yes. And so I'm really uh, looking forward to today and tomorrow night, and I hope that you're a part of every one of those meetings. Yeah, and as we begin um, praying for this morning, um, it really hit me, and, and those of you online, God knows exactly who's turned on their yeah. computer, their phone. He knows you're listening for a reason. It was by divine appointment. But he really gave me a picture I'd never seen before. And um, just put your hands on your heart. Close your eyes. I just really saw how Jesus was going to give every single person a present. And it was different for everyone because he knows the longings of your heart. For some, it was hope. For some, it was rest. For some, it was just the gift of new possibilities. But all of these gifts, I just want you to be in anticipation. It's not from Bob and I. This is from Jesus that he made sure he's handing you a present. So just repeat after me and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm ready for everything that you have for me. Thank you, Jesus. For some, it's joy. And in all of the things, whatever your heart has been longing for, he knows exactly what. That just makes me feel so thankful that he knows he knows, you guys, what you've been asking him for. He knows what you've been longing for. And he's so faithful. Yes, he is. He is. Well, uh, Audrey and I, we do a weekly podcast. It's called All About Relationships. I'd encourage you, you know, get a part of that. Uh, but earlier we did a podcast, and I was just reminded 
of one of the um, uh, assignments that we gave our listening audience, and it was, you know, kind of describe, you know, some of your five most enjoyable feelings that you have. And as Audrey was speaking about the gift that God wants to bring, Audrey and I, we're not big gift givers. <laughs> With each other. We're just, we just don't. I try, and then she takes them back. And... <laughs> Yeah, we need help in that one. But, but one of mine was being lavished upon. And it, and it was just like nothing I was looking for, nothing that, it, but when I really began to ask my heart, you know, what are, what are some of my most precious memories and the abiding feeling and being lavished upon was just so really unique. So I, I just, as Audrey was saying, I'm just like, yeah, the Lord wants to lavish upon you. I mean, just above and beyond, uh, as you, you know, give yourself opportunity to have hope again. Hope is that joyful, confident anticipation that the very promises of God, the very purposes of God, provision of God can and will become mine. Hope allows you to rehearse a future that he's drawing you into. Hope is that anchor. You know, that, that really solidifies and gives that confidence and courage for your life. Because hope is not for those of a particular um, personality. Yeah. Okay? People will say, oh, yeah, Audrey, you're just full of hope. You're full of joy. No, no, it isn't. It's not just that. It's that confidence and it's that knowing. Hope is that joyful anticipation. There is no such thing. There's... Never a hopeless situation. There's just hopeless people. And so this weekend, what we want to do is to connect you in a far better way to the God of what? All hope. Yeah. All hope. So with him, I want to open my heart, open the portal of infinite possibility. I want to become so grateful because there isn't just one way. He's so creative, he'll make a way mm -hmm. when we see that there isn't one. Mm -hmm. He's that good. He really is. Yeah, and we're super passionate about hope uh, because we know it's fuel. Joy is fuel. Mm -hmm. But we're also really passionate about relationships because we know that they can be challenging and we know that the Holy Spirit has strategy. And we know that one of the biggest things that God calls us, the greatest commandment of all, is to walk in love. So if he asks us to love God, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as, you're, as you love yourself, then all we know is that love is the most important. Can we just be in agreement that walking in love is what God calls us to do? In fact, he says, they will know you're my disciples um, as you love one another. So let's get genius really good at loving. And sometimes it's the... Hardest thing to do when people are so frustrating around you. And then that's your leveling up time where you get to be every person that is in your life is the opportunity to level up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These three remain faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is? All right. Faith. Being able to see the end from the beginning. Hope. That joyful, confident anticipation. But love is everything. Love always makes a deposit of value in the other person. You could very easily exchange those two words. 
for God so loved the world, for God so valued. When I love, when, when I love someone, yeah. I always bring value to that individual. As he loves me, he speaks to my identity, to my dignity and worth. So this is, this is the love of God that really transforms a heart in life. So I want to take a moment and read a verse to you. It says this in Matthew 11, verse 28. It says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you, take a deep breath, rest. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who carry or who are weary and carry heavy burdens. The weary ones are those who are just plain exhausted, and a lot of times they just feel like what? Quitting. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, come to me, all you quitters. <laughs> okay, be nice to your neighbor now. <laughs> he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry Heavy burdens, the ones that carry heavy burdens. I'll do this one. Okay. Are the controllers. Because you do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. You do that. He's calling me out. You know, sometimes we carry heavy burdens. We call them weary and heavy laden. But to apply that to our relationships, sometimes in our relationships, we do want to quit because it's just so tiring sometimes. Exhausted. And even if we don't want to quit altogether, we want to quit for the day. You know, you know, I'm quit. I'm done with you for the day. Quit for the day, but we want we want to become quitters, but we also want to become controllers, which means we're carrying responsibility that we were never meant to carry. Imagine carrying the responsibility that I have to be enough for me and you and the kids. I am heavy laden, so I've got to do some controlling around here to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. I love it when I every don't. no wait 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 to my oh. sentence. Oh okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it when everyone's happy. Oh, it's just my thing. And so I love it when everyone's getting along. Mm -hmm. So if they're not, I just put it upon myself to make sure that everyone gets happy and fixed and better so we can all have dinner together and have fun. <laughs> That's called heavy laden. <laughs> that means I'm carrying on the responsibility right, that I listen, was never the, meant to we carry. We got to move right along. Okay, yeah. The remedy is this. Let's talk about the remedy. Don't come to church. Well, do come, come to, to church. Yeah. Don't come to come to Jesus. Jesus. Jesus says then this in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find, take that deep breath again. Rest, rest, rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus says, come to me, all of you quitters and controllers, for you will find rest for your soul. That word there in the Greek is suke, for your psyche. We get so consumed about so many different things. Yeah. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Let me teach you. He says, for the burden I give you fits perfectly. When you yoke yourself to me, you're going to find everything and exactly what you need for your particular circumstance. Isn't that good? Yes. You see, this is not the, you know, a lot of times we see this image of a yoke of oxen. No, it's the yoke of his ways. This is 
me being willing to surrender or to yield my ways to his. Not my ways, but yours. Not my thoughts, but yours. Not my will, but yours. You see, all of a sudden, I begin to come into an agreement or an alignment with heaven. Now I begin to experience the flow of the resources of heaven becoming mine. Jesus says, learn of me for I am meek. Matthew 5, 5 says this, and the meek shall what? Inherit the earth. See, meekness has nothing to do with with a, uh, a weakness. In fact, the opposite of meekness is indebtedness. And one of the things that will wear you out quicker than anything is when you feel exhausted and you feel in lack. And then all of a sudden you you feel this drive that I need to control. But what's happening there is fear is taking over. And fear always what? Controls. So it's like, wait, wait, Jesus, I want to learn of you because you said you're meek and lowly. And Jesus says, I am not in debt. He says, the resources that I have are infinite. He says, but I only choose to live on a portion. But in our culture and in our society, what do we do? We create debt. Our resources we see are so limited, but I what? I spend so much. And I find myself what? Worn out because I don't got enough time in my day. Really? Got as much time as I do. I'm so worn out emotionally. I have nothing more to give when I come home. You see, this is the scheme of the enemy designed to simply wear you out and cause your life to be ineffective and unproductive. That's all. That's all. He just wants to sideline you. Yeah. I'm here because I want to encourage you that the past two, three years where you kind of feel slowed down, a little groggy, a little like, oh, you know. No, no, no. There is so much more yet to explore. I want you to become to develop the heart of gratitude that you begin to experience these infinite possibilities. My invitation to you is this. You feel like quitting. You can't control enough. Simply come to Jesus. Learn of him. Let him teach you that you might find rest. Isn't that good? Because rest has nothing to do with the amount of activity. You could be doing all kinds of things and still operate from a place of rest. You could be doing nothing and have no rest. So I want you to connect yourself to the source. Begin to recognize, oh, Jesus, teach me. I I want to labor to a place of rest. And we're going to do that in our relationships. Mm. And the way this affected me personally, it's very personal. You know, I say I want everyone happy, but it's actually when things aren't happy, the fear comes over me and fear always controls. And I just, in a very sweet way, try and make everyone happy. Mm. And all of a sudden I get exhausted. And that's the way our marriage started. When Bob was in a mood, I would perform and please and do whatever I could to get him happy again. Because if you're happy, I'm happy. 
And I thought I was just being so sweet, but I actually just needed you to be happy so I could be happy. I know. Yes. And so... <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so what that developed in our relationship is a pattern slash dysfunction, um, a cycle that we started going through in our married life where when he wasn't happy, I would work extra hard to make him happy. And that went around and around and around. And I ended up being, let's fast forward. We love Jesus. We're pastoring churches. We're working hard. But when the church isn't going well, then I have to step in. And my fear, I have to control and make sure everything's okay and everything's happy. But you know what that turns in is utter, complete exhaustion. We've got three kids. I've always got the smile on my face. But in the deep inner chambers of my heart, I'm so desperate. I'm so tired, and I do this year after year after year, and um, I was just heavy laden. I was just walking around going uphill with a great big backpack that I got to take care of everybody, and um, you can do that so long, and then you snap. I snapped. The one who was the leader and the worship leader and the pastor and loved my three children, um, Somebody, a young guy starts coming to our church, and he just said, hey, does anyone, I've been watching you, does anyone see how much work you do? That's all I needed. And I kind of melted. And I said, and he wanted to help. I said, oh, good, you can be my friend. You're going to, you actually see how exhausted I am beneath all this joyful, fun exterior. You can feel and see the desperation of exhaustion. Because I was heavy laden. I was trying, trying so hard to make everyone okay. And I was so thankful we could be friends. Because I said in my heart, I would never do anything inappropriate. I love Jesus. I love my husband. But you know, when you start letting someone else water the most thirsty places in your heart, something connects. And this friendship eventually turned into a sexual affair, and I never dreamed it would be me. And now I'm really desperate, and I'm holding this, now I'm carrying a secret as well. And um, the relationship, it, 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 the affair lasted for three weeks, and I cut it off. Um, but then I remember just that moment of coming to Jesus, and I said, Jesus, like, what is going on? This was not supposed to be part of my story. And I just, in my brokenness, nobody had found out. I had no intentions of ever telling anyone. But Jesus, just in my secret place, please just come and heal my heart. Like, what happened to me in this desperate place? That happened. And I heard the voice in my heart. He didn't leave me. He was right there ready to whisper to my heart. And I was intending on carrying that secret the rest of my life. All of these things are heavy. I hope you're hearing the heaviness of the responsibilities, the secrets that we carry. And I was carrying that secret, and I just, in such a loving way, I heard the Father say, you know what, you need to tell Bob. Because even though maybe nobody knows, and that secret has the power, it's invisible, but it'll bring a divide into your relationship and it'll eventually destroy you. You have to tell Bob. So I'm just going to make the next part go really fast because we have a lot to share. But I want you to hear the desperation of what happens when we don't come to Jesus, but we try in our own human strength to carry everything. Mm -hmm. And So simply re remember this.
beware of the barrenness of busyness. A lot of times we feel as though we're not going anywhere. We might feel stuck. And so it's like, I need to create more activity. No. Jesus said what? Come to me, all of you. See, so just kind of be, begin to be, uh, be aware of what's going on in the depths of my heart. Mm -hmm. Because what we believe is that if all, I, if all I need to do is change the external circumstances. And when they change, then I'll change. We live life from the inside out. Yeah. See, Jesus, I want to learn of you. In my place of desperation, yeah. you know, where I feel worn out, burdened. You know, I, Jesus, I need to really learn of you because I want to experience life. I, I, I want to experience that joy. And so why we're sharing this this morning is because we want to give you kind of a little glimpse into our life of passion, of thriving both in life and love. Yeah. It's not just about a marriage, but it affects every aspect mm -hmm. of my relationships with others. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I took that, I think, imagine in a, a mm -hmm. backpack of heavy laden, I took that secret and I, I put it here and now, now we have to, to, to deal with mm -hmm. this. And Jesus came in in our brokenness. We were both so broken and I know we're doing a very fast version of this, honey. But when I told, the next day I told you about that affair and the pain that entered right, in right. Of, of we needed God so bad in our brokenness mm -hmm. and desperation. We both cried out to him. And, and two weeks later, we found out that I had uh, become pregnant as a result of the affair. Yeah. And this baby would not look like the other children. And our children are now 10, 12, and 15 years old. And I remember it when it was time to tell the kids. Could you tell that yes, story? Yes, sure. And I need to let you know. I'm standing here 20 years later. Right. There's been a lot of problems. There's so many layers to yeah. this. But in the moment, yeah. I'm telling you, wow. you talk about angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You talk about not being nice. Yeah. You all like me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we were all hurting. Yeah. You see, and all of a sudden, it, it screams at you. That your life has been a farce. That everything that you've worked for, that you've believed for, it means nothing. And that the crisis moment that we're experiencing will forever define our life. Oh no. I want you to know that the grace of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God. Yeah. You know, let him remind you of who you really are. So when I found out about, you know, the pregnancy... It was about four months later, we needed to tell our kids. Our kids came into the room and they entered and they saw a mom and dad sitting on the floor there crying. We were lost, we were broken. We didn't know what the next day would hold. But as we sat there on the floor, I immediately stood up and I pulled a large blanket from the bed and I took that blanket as Audrey was seated there and I took it and I covered her from head to foot. And I knelt down beside her and I wrapped my arms around her and I said, kids, this is what God does when we make a mistake. He comes to us and he what? He covers us and he wraps his arms around us and he begins to speak. 
I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. With Audrey covered and held in my arms, I began to speak confidence, courage, hope, future to my kids. I began to describe how much I loved their mom and that we're a family and that I'm not going anywhere. I just want to encourage you when you feel like abandoning, when you feel like running, when you're so hurt, I don't want you running from the family of God. I want you running to the family of God. When my children get in trouble, I don't want them running from home. I want to make it easy for them to come home. I love this house. And I appreciate every single one of you because this is a house that will cover people, that will fight for you, that will defend you, that will do everything that they can to protect you, and then secondly, do everything that they can to promote healing in your life. You don't heal in isolation. So I just want to, again, speak to your heart again. I belong. And Jesus, heal me. And so Audrey and I, we had very different pain. Pain is very real. My pain had to do with rage and uh, uh, unforgiveness. It had to do with vivid imaginations, tormenting thoughts that I didn't know how to manage or what to do. But there was no substitution. No matter how much I would manage it, I was still broken on the inside. But Jesus says this. He says, I'm a healer of the broken heart. Because we live from the inside out. We don't live the life that we want, but rather we live the life that we believe we deserve. All of a sudden, Jesus begins to heal me in that way. And for Audrey, it was dealing with a deep sense of shame. How could I involve myself with this? Before she shares on that, I do want to give you a good news. <laughs> is that all right? Because there's a lot. You're like, wow, this is quite a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like drinking from a fire hydrant, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I need to say this. When my son was born, when our son was born, I gave him my name, Robert, because I don't want him to ever question a day in his life whose boy he is. He's my son, and he belongs. His middle name is Theodore. It means divine gift, not an accident, not a mistake, but a gift from God, not the result of a sexual affair. Oh, there we go. That's him when he's just a little guy. He's now uh, 20 years old. And uh, he's finished a couple years in university, and I'm telling you. You can share our family picture. I just miss yeah. him so much, and, yeah. and there they all are. That's mm -hmm. just a few years ago. Why I share that is simply this. I don't want you to quit on your dream. This weekend is transforming if you're willing to make yourself accessible. I shared the picture because 20 years ago, I couldn't see that, but somebody else could. See, hope is real. It is. It isn't just wishful thinking, but it's an anchor 
in the absolute of God. And you know, who you're living with right now, who you're walking in love with, your husband, your wife, your kids, your adult kids, your parents, whoever it is where there's challenges and, and just Jesus, what do I do to walk in love here? Your pain is different than their pain. Our pain was so different. Very Bob described his anger, his rage, his unforgiveness. And I wallowed in that guilt and that shame. But two years after Robert was born, I had a, an experience I'll never forget. And it didn't happen in the outside world. It happened in my heart. And I remember my eyes were closed and I saw myself in this prison and I was just wearing, after two years later, I was doing everything to make it right, anything. You thought I tried to make you happy before. I mean, I went performance on steroids. But that was the day that Jesus, I saw myself in prison wearing this garment of shame. But I said, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm really done now. I'm done feeling the, the heaviness of this shame. And he opened the prison door and he took my hand and he walked me into a beautiful meadow full of flowers, wild flowers. And he stood there in front of me and smiled. And I saw myself in this beautiful robe of righteousness. And the sh cloak of shame was gone. And he basically said, will you see yourself the way I see you? And I said, yes. What a gift that we don't have to live with our regrets of the past or our mistakes. Because Jesus says that I will, he just gives us 100% acceptance. And I want, maybe for some of you, it's the gift of acceptance today. For some, it's the gift of hope or joy. But receive the present that he has for you. Because it was after that day that I've never been the same since. Nothing changed on the outside. People still might judge me. But I know that this robe is slippery and those X's that people want to write on me have no place to go because I have decided that I am in agreement with his opinion. Are you in agreement with his opinion yes. about your future and about your relationships? And guess what I love about what we're going to be doing the next two nights? You don't have to wait for anyone to change. So many of us are waiting for the other person to just get better. But everything we're doing in the next two nights has to do with how you get to be a genius at walking in love and responding in love in every single situation or situation you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. And don't... <laughs> oh, you like that. Don't encourage her. Oh, Wait Do not encourage that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be so behaved right now. <laughs> All right. As well, uh, this weekend, this, this evening, and tomorrow, um, it's not tailored for the couple, even though it'll be wonderful. But it, it is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Walking know, in love. Walking in love. But it's just going to help in all of your relationships. So remember this, this is the invitation. Jesus says, yeah. will you, Thank you come to me? He says, you're so tired. Yeah. You're so worn out. He says, let me hold you. Let me whisper. Just close your eyes for a moment. He 
and just meet with him, wherever that might be. Go to beautiful. a beautiful place with him. Yeah. Just take a moment and be with him and let him hold you. And as he whispers, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And he's whispering to your heart this morning because he's reminding you of how close he is. He's not distant. He's not removed. He's very, very present. And he knows what you've been going through. And he cares deeply. Yes. He says, learn of me. Let me teach you. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, I, as you go to a, as your eyes are closed, just go to a very beautiful place where you're alone with him. It's your favorite place with your preferences, with everything that's your favorite time of day, your favorite place in nature. And you're all imagining your own and it's personal for you. But just repeat after me and say, Jesus, I really want you here. I need you. And now pay attention to the expression on his face. I don't necessarily ever see his face, but I can feel his expression. And as you sense that expression in your heart, just see his smile. And then just start walking and just see yourself walking with Jesus and repeat after me and say, Jesus, I'm ready to walk in love like never before because you're beside me. Yeah, and we're doing do this. this together. I can do this with you. I can do this with you. Yeah. You call me to love everyone. And this is the perfect time. Amen. Jesus in the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus, your name is
just with every head bowed and eye closed, just for privacy, just think about the promise of Jesus to never leave us or forsake us. If you're in the meeting today or online, we want to invite you to, if you've never invited Jesus into your life, that today's your day. And maybe somewhere through that story that you heard, an impossible, it's seemingly an impossible story to come out of, and yet to see the results 20 years later of a life that's, as this great couple's life stayed on track because of Jesus. Today you wonder what trajectory your life is on. The Bible says if we don't know Jesus, we're on a trajectory of separate, being separated from him. But today he has stepped into your life. He's whispering your name today. We've been speaking his, but he's speaking yours. If you're in the service today and you have never invited Jesus into your life, I'm gonna count down five, four, three, two, and one. When I say one, I just wanna see your hand today and include you in a prayer of inviting Jesus into your life, changing your life from this moment forever. If that's you in five, in four, three, two, and one, if you're here today, can I just thank you? A hand right back there. God bless you. God bless you in the front row. Anyone else today? Thank you. You can put your hand down. Harvest, we know what to do. Let's pray. I want to invite you, if you raised your hand or online, that you're joining with us today. The beautiful miracle of meeting Jesus. But it begins by you inviting him, and he responds every single time. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me just the way I am. But you're coming in my life today to change me forever. Forgive me of my sin. I receive your love in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're born again, and God's living in you today. Thank you for allowing Jesus to do that. Just in this, these moments, as we've just kind of begun this weekend, and it's simply a beginning, I so appreciate, as Bob and Audrey would share with candidness and vulnerability, a story that could have marked their lives very, very differently. But as Bob said, that as we live accessible, we live with the possibility of Jesus doing something, with the hope that the Bible speaks about and promises of, and we say, I'll take a chance. And you step into that. And that's what tonight and tomorrow night will be about, to get some specifics about in our relationships our relationship with God, our relationships with each other. That's what life boils down to. If you just bow your head again, just one more moment, just before we're dismissed today. But if you could relate with that phrase, I'm just exhausted. Could I see your hand right now? Just put it up and put it, yeah, all over this room. Oh my goodness. Just keep your hands up. We're gonna believe for an impartation this weekend that God is going to take the exhausted. And Lord, as I pray right now that these hands, Father, that exhaustion will go in Jesus' name, but there will be a well of living water because you said that you came to give life and give it abundantly. And Lord, whatever area relationally we're struggling in, whatever area, Lord, is, as we've heard a story, that had an impossible ending. It was like, no, that's not gonna end well. But Lord, your spirit, your way, Lord, your love may cause it to end well. I'm praying right now for those that have come for the weekend to say, relationally, it's not gonna end well. But Lord, today we declare, it will end well. Today in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. God bless you. We hope to see you tonight.